And welcome back to another episode of the Hero Ball Podcast. I'm Richard Davison, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Ethan Huffman. And Ethan, this is an emergency podcast after um, the Bucks somehow, in, in, like it, blowing this game, blowing this game five to James Harden on one leg and... Jeff Green and Kevin Durant and Blake Griffin going ham. Ethan, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm having a great day. Had a nice little job interview today. Hopefully that's gonna be fruitful and you know give me something a sense of purpose and working life again. Also some money. Money's always nice. But no, I am um I am honestly um distraught about how that game went. Not because I necessarily care if the Bucks or Nets win. Um, I'm probably saying I'm a little partial to the Bucks just because I, I don't know. Kevin Durant annoys me. He's a great player. I actually love I love watching him play, but he, he just his personality annoys me. So I'd say I'm rooting against him. But in, inevitably, it's just the way the Bucks handled the second half of that basketball game. The lack of urgency, the lack of understanding they had to score points continually to keep keep a lead. It just frustrated me, and it was just an utter embarrassment for a team that the the Nets, who are a defensive liability team, before the Harden stuff, it being hurt, it just made me made me sick that this this great offensive team couldn't do anything. And not only the second half, first half as well. We'll we'll we'll, we'll dive into it. But hey, you're looking for a job? There might be one opening up as as the head coach of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Like that that's that job very well may open. Well, and I, I, you know what? It, I don't want to jump it's, the it's, line. I'll, I'll, I'll fair. It's, it's befuddling. The approach that they took early on today when news broke, oh, James Harden is going from out to doubtful. Oh, doubtful to questionable. Oh, he's actually going to be playing. It, like, it was very apparent that, you know what? If this is happening, it's either a total ruse where they're just trying to make the Bucks. You know, have to game plan for for Harden, and then and then last minute he does, he you know doesn't play. But the moment that you know, hey, he's actually going to be playing. The approach that they took is the or should have taken is the one that the Phoenix Suns and specifically Devin Booker took with Anthony Davis, immediately saying, you know what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and test how Anthony Davis's groin is doing. You know what we should do? Let's go ahead and test how James Harden's hamstring is feeling by getting him moving. Uh, laterally, like getting him trying to defend, trying to get him out of just standing in the weak side help position. Let's go ahead and involve him in actions, right? Let's go ahead and, and if we need to, to get him on the defender, like let's find a way because he's very comfortable defending in the post. Let's go ahead and have someone post up and then someone come off of that screen and force him to uh, force either, you know, an open, you're either going to get in a Wide open shot, or Harden's going to have to do a little bit of hedging, a little bit of moving. Point, like, he'll have to move, and th- they rarely did it. The time is when Harden was forced to uh, be a defender on ball, not deep into the post. He was a traffic cone out there, and it's. I don't understand the approach that the Milwaukee Bucks um, took, and and we're going to have to flesh out uh, the responsibility um, of that. Well, it's like they, they decided to attack him in the post, which is really silly because that's the one thing that he's ever been good at defensively anyway. And so they're like, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll 
we'll we'll we'll go at him, but it's at like the one thing that he's okay at anyway. And then the one place where you just kind of got to stand still and hold your ground and you know let people shoot over you. That's the uh, objective of being a you know a post defender if you're at a disadvantage. And well, Giannis is not a guy who's going to make a lot of turnaround jump shots or even that many hook shots because he doesn't have all that much finesse touch. And then like yeah, guy like Rick Lopez who they didn't utilize in something like which is a, a former strength of his. Like you might you might think they would you know work in a, a Brook Lopez post up every once in a while if that's the mentality they were going to take it with. But every time Drew Holiday was able to get him, you know, out of the painted area and where he had to stay on him, Drew could either step back into a three, which was open, missed a lot of them, or he, he could just dribble, dribble, and two-step past him every time. And it's just unbelievable to see that like, they just refused to get him engaged in actions that weren't post-ups, and especially down the stretch of the fourth quarter, which was grotesque. The guy could not move. And they were just like, yeah, fine, just guard whoever's in the corner or we'll post you up. It, it just made me so frustrated because this, this Bucks team over the last three seasons has been an offensive juggernaut. They have been a team that railroads everyone, not just bad teams. They railroaded the good teams in the NBA in the regular season. And I understand intensity uh, you know, peaks up in the playoffs, but that should not be having the effect it's – Currently having to the Bucks, where they are literally just mud and like a stick drawing around. Not, nothing's happening. It's just dribble, 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 contested jump shot. And against a team like the Nets, whose entire like philosophy and problem that was coming was they can't guard anybody. They're stifling you. What's that say about anyone involved with that offense? No, 100%. And it James Harden plays nearly 46 minutes in this game. Off of an awful hamstring, can't move, playing 46 minutes, which which means you didn't do your job. It was one for one for ten from the field, right? Zero for eight from three. So eight of his ten shots are coming from three. Again, his shot selection should let you know how his leg is feeling, right? It's not feeling good. He he can't move. He you know lucked himself into six rebounds, probably just because he was the weak side defender. And if you're doing ISO shots and bricking it, it's falling right into his hands. You know, you look and you see the performance that he that he put out there, and it's it's obvious that he's injured. It's obvious that he can't move, and you did nothing. Now I don't know if again, Bud is a slow slow at making adjustments. Maybe in Game Six, you know, they'll come out for it. But but man, it's on him. I, I think a lot of it is on him, and some of the blame has to go to Giannis if perhaps he's resistant. Um, perhaps if he. I, again, there was a play earlier on in the first half. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly when it was, but Giannis had an open three-point shot. One of the ones, like he took a few of, yeah, took a few three-pointers that he probably shouldn't have taken. Right, two, two of four. So shout out to him for making two of them. But he had a wide-open one. Is you know what? Let me go ahead and give a DHO to um, to Bryn Forbes. And Bryn Forbes came off and and cashed the three. It's like oh, nice. Look at you making that decision. I know you really wanted to to take that three, but look, you, props to you for making that decision. It, but like we, it, it took multiple games for us to get there, for, to to where he would be comfortable doing that. And in down the stretch again, it just became a an ISO, an ISO show, and that's a problem uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, going forward. Yeah, Giannis, like, like I said, I really like that that Brent Forbes three. Like that, that's the thing. He needs to do like I, I was I was asking my my 
my buddies, I was watching the game with them, like, why is why doesn't Giannis do any of the BAM stuff? Like, where's two hard dribbles, take out the space, set the, like, hand off the screen, you got Chris Milton, you got Drew Holiday, you got off the bench Pat Conton and Bryn Forbes. All those guys can shoot really well. Get, like, get, give them open shots. They're, they're laying off you for a reason. Same thing they do to BAM. And if you're not, don't have the ability to make it or aren't willing to take that shot, you gotta find a way to get that shot, because it's available. If you're alone, that shot's available to someone else if they just come to your body. This is a team that I thought should have traded for um, Wayne Ellington midseason. Uh, we were doing, you know, trade deadline stuff and fake trade stuff. And I was trying to throw Wayne Ellington somewhere for like a, a silly second, right? But it's like, okay, this team, and, you know, midseason, I'm pretty sure if you go back to one of our pods, you could look at, hey, Milwaukee should trade for him. Uh, uh, Philly, I think we mentioned as as teams that should trade, just because you need, you need shooting. And in, in the case that... Um, Dante DiVincenzo goes down, which, guess what? He's out. You now have somebody. And you don't need to give three minutes to Elijah Bryant. Ethan, Elijah Bryant, we did not know this man existed. And usually we're pretty on top of things. We're, we're pretty, we got a pretty good pulse on the NBA. I would venture to guess that, you know, we probably could... Uh, you know, if you throw a name out, like, we, we haven't played the game, like, uh, you know, who we, who, who we play for, right? You know, the, the, the NBA, you know, countdown team, like, we, 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 haven't, we don't play that game. I figure we could do a solid 90-95% on that. And if we're talking about people getting playoff minutes, like, I would say we would get 100%. Like, Elijah Bryant does not have a photo on NBA.com. He played one game in the, in the regular season. You looked it up. He played in their last game of the season and he's getting minutes in the second quarter albeit but he's getting second quarter minutes like i'm sorry he came in and did absolutely nothing and and i know that they were hard capped but there were things they could have done tory craig he was on this team at one point in time and now he's on the phoenix suns like like justin jackson Sam Merrill's on the bench. At least he could shoot. I know he's a liability defender. Like, like you've got. How does Elijah Bryant get minutes in this game, at all? It, it it's, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. It's befuddling. And so I, I was curious to see if there's anyone else in on these rosters I didn't know. And I even I don't know him obviously, but Axel Tupain or Tupain. I I remember him being on the Nuggets. I remember that it was years ago, but I remember seeing that name, thinking, "Oh, that's a guy I'll draft in the 13th round on 2K because that's a funny name." What What are you gonna do? It's a young player. Maybe he'll develop. Whatever. But like, I don't know this Bryant guy. I don't know. Like, I, I, when you said Bryant and you said Elijah Bryant earlier, I thought like somehow, somehow Johnny O'Brien was still on this team. Like, uh, or Pat, was it Patrick O'Brien? Like, I can't even remember, but there's a power forward from LSU that was on the bucks for like three or four seasons. I was thinking maybe somehow he was on the team. And you just read the name wrong, but Elijah Bryant never in my life would I have guessed that was the NBA player. I would have guessed like author of some, some basketball book, far before I would ever guess this guy was on the NBA roster, let alone getting three minutes in a playoff game, which is a playoff game that could swing the series. It's how the games five go. You win game five. A lot of times you win the series. So let me, let me just read to you. Um, uh, it's not the let's slander Elijah Bryant. Cause again, this, this really is a slander of coach bud, but like 
So let me tell you his his um, basketball career. So he in college he started off going to Elon wherever that is. I don't know somewhere. They went to BYU. That's probably they went to BYU. All right, played a, played, played a couple seasons there. Great. Went undrafted in 2018. So what did he do after that? Well, he decided that he was going to head on over to the Israeli league. Played there for, um, I'm not even sure if I can pronounce the first one, but then he played for the Maccabi Tel Aviv team uh, last year, uh, last couple of years, and now he's with the Milwaukee Bucks. So, like, sweet. Awesome. You play with Denny Avdia. Great. But I'm sorry. That doesn't qualify you to get playoff minutes in a game five uh, in, in, in a must-win game that in the second quarter, like, going into halftime, only being up 16 with how awful the, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that it was literally just Kevin Durant and um, Jeff Green and maybe a Blake Griffin shot or whatever going into half. Like, they had, there was nothing, and they didn't step on their necks, and it was it was a missed opportunity. And one of the rare times that the, the TNT guys had it right, that the, uh, like, the feel of the game, like, they could feel it. This, this team doesn't have the, the sense of urgency they need to go out and just stomp on them, and it, you know, so often like, you hear that kind of analysis, and you're like, okay, like, okay, guys, like that's that's cute, like they're 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 in the game, they're intense, but no, they were 100% dead on, like that that Bucks team just had no sense of urgency about trying to put this game, put this game away, and it cost them all the way down, like including like just a terrible last six minutes of basketball from the Milwaukee Bucks, makes me sick. By the way, Elon is in North Carolina, not Texas. cool, fine. Yeah, yeah. Ch- Charles Barkley, spot on analysis. Like, he's like, <laughs> like, hey, you know, they might, you know, win. He, he, I think he said, you know, they might win the finals, whatever, just because, like, you know, stumble into it. Like, but they're the dumbest team. Like, that, that, like, it's, it, it, you know, going on to say how, you know, how they're missing and not taking advantage of their situation, and it's hundred percent correct. Now, here's what you're gonna see uh, on the timeline. You're gonna see it. Uh, proper slander of. Uh, you know, Coach Bud, it's out there. You'll find it. You know, people, it, it's not rocket science. Uh, people are going to, you know, trash him because he did a bad job. People are also going to trash Giannis uh, for a couple of things, a couple of reasons. Obviously, that post up on Harden was a mistake. Him fumbling that um, that Chris Middleton, you know, little, like, you know, shovel pass. Yeah, that was you know. a tough pass. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. That's a tough pass. It, yeah, it happens. Like, it's not an easy passes but it's one that he makes and dunks all the time and and so it's yeah that that that's tough and then uh going down you know bricking a couple free throws and it's it's not a great look and all of that's fine what you're going to see is you're going to see people talking about oh Giannis should be covering Kevin Durant and you know what in some spots I think that that's fine um but you I don't think you can have Giannis covering Kevin Durant the the whole game. He, he, here's here's why. Number one, he'll foul out. He'll find himself fouling out if he's in that situation. Number two, he can't get over screens. And, and in the flow of Brooklyn's offense, as they're trying to, um, you know, a, 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 as they're trying to, you know, do whatever they're, do whatever they're doing, right, in, in the regular offense, they're going to run KD off some screens. And that's going to be a problem. So I don't think that you really can get away with, having him cover him the whole game. I think there are some possessions sometimes, maybe down the stretch, when it's going to be more ISO heavy. Like, you probably could could get away with it. 
you probably need to do a little bit of a better job being more aggressive. And this is going to be a coach bud in trying to get the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands in, in another way if possible. Uh, like you got to be setting a double and having him, him, having him move the ball. Now the problem is if they have everyone who can shoot out there, like you're in kind of a tough spot and it probably means Brooke Lopez can't be out there on the floor because he can't be like, if you're, if you're doubling, it's the same issue that the Clippers had with trying to double Donovan Mitchell with Zubach out there on the floor it just becomes a little bit too tough for, for you to pull off. So, like, but guess what? Giannis, and here's where Dr. Vincenzo's injury is a problem, but, like, Giannis should be able to, if you're the weak side, having weak side help defense, where he is a very good defender. Like, if you want to double and, and, and get the ball out of his hands, you might be able to do that. I, I just, I don't know if I trust Bud enough to go away. You know, I don't know if I trust Bud enough to do that. I don't know. To speak on like Giannis, you know, stepping up and taking the the, the the KD assignment, I think I think where it needs to happen is when he gets out started on a heater. And I think that the most important thing when you got a guy who's really cooking, a guy who's really getting the shots he wants, get and he's hitting shots that he shouldn't hit, and he's double clutching from three late in the shot clock. Oh, that's a guy who that guy that's a guy who's who's on one right now. I think it's very important to keep sending them different looks because they adjust. I, I know personally as a bad basketball player, if I know I can shoot over the top of the guy, PJ Tucker, for example, like, yeah, I, I, I no longer am concerned when I am waiting for the, a specific type of shot. I might have to work a little bit harder because he also knows I want to get there. But when you are sending Giannis, who I would say KD is more of an advantage to drive past because and get fouls because Giannis is super athlete he's a little uncoordinated in terms of has for his, his his athleticism to coordination ratio it's not in a perfect blend and you're, he's probably more likely to get you know some foul line hunting going with Giannis on him whereas pj tucker it's like i just gotta get him off my body just enough and i rise up he can't he can't contest me if i rise up with on balance um with drew holiday he's probably like I, same same concept. I just got to get him away from my body enough that I don't get pickpocketed. And I think that's the important thing. Chris Middleton can give me a different look too. But you got you got to switch up the looks so you keep his brain wondering what he has to do differently. What does he have to change? Because I honestly think he just got in a rhythm cooking PJ Tucker, and it's not PJ Tucker's fault. PJ Tucker's doing a fine job. He he just can't guard that man for 48 minutes. Kevin Durant's unguardable if he's if he's working. I think you just got to try to get him uncomfortable. Um, I do agree, if, especially if, if Brooke Lopez is not going to be uh, brutalized. If you have him on the court, that's that's a good time. If they don't have the five shooters out there, it's a good time to have Giannis guard KD because then you still have some rim protection off of, you know, if, if Giannis gets Kevin Durant to pick the ball up and someone else has to do something. Yeah, I, I mean, they've, they've got to be strategic in it. And here's if, if you're Milwaukee, things are looking very sad for you right now. Like you're probably feeling really down in the dumps. Here's, here's some positive for you. You, you should feel down in the dumps. Correct. <laughs> but, um, like, so Kevin Durant made 70% of his shots. Guess what? KD can do that again. Like, that's that's possible. It would be incredible, but it's possible. Why, yeah, sure. I don't know if I can say the same thing for Jeff Green. Is Jeff Green going to hit 87% of his three-point shots on eight attempts? I probably, is he going to go seven for eight? Probably not. Probably not. Now, what this comes down to is, is James Harden still as, I mean, is he, is he still hampered? Which I think, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't think Hammy's feel very well. Not? I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to be 
still pretty hampered. Blake shot 63% from the field, 50% from three. Like, where they got their offensive output from those three guys, I don't know if that's sustainable. Like, that seems like, you know, Joe Harris, obviously, shot very poorly. He could have an uptick. But, like, some of that shooting seems a little bit unsustainable, perhaps. But I don't trust it unless I know that Bud can make those necessary adjustments and make Harden pay for being out there on one leg. I I honestly think if they paid paid him enough, like they would end up like hurt, hurt hurting themselves a little bit. Because I honestly think like if you go down this bench, I, I think all the guys who didn't play today could give you a little bit more than what James Harden did. Other than whatever decoy Blah, blah, blah. Because you, you see the play where he traveled just trying to draw a foul because he knows the only way he could score was getting to the free throw line. I mean, like, that's some I'm not correct playing right there. At the same time, you do have him out there, and people are face guarding him from 35 feet away. So, like, you that's are true. having that little bit of spacing. You um, should be doing that to and Mike James, too, though. It, f- fair enough. But, but <laughs> so, but, like, having someone like Bruce Brown out there instead gives you a place to hide Brooke Lopez. Um, whereas a lot of scrambling from Brooke Lopez today, um, you know, in the, cause there was, there was no Claxton really. He played like a minute. Um, Bruce Brown played 13 and you saw a lot of Jeff Green because Jeff Green was shooting out of his mind. And Jeff Green's a great body. He's, he's, you know, six to eight and like can drip can, isn't like is he a great ball handler no but can he dribble yes is he a great shooter tonight yes typically average like he's just good at everything that's why everyone always theoretically wants jeff green that's why they've and collectively people have traded like four first round picks for him i don't know why and maybe the issue is just the defensively but at the same time i wouldn't worry like I would I would want more, more Bryn Forbes, like I I need more Bryn Forbes in this in this game I think. Uh, my man took three shots. He needs to take more. Took one three pointer. Needs to take more. Um, but if I have him in, well, who, who's going to be hunting him out uh, on the offensive end? Kevin Durant probably. Well, that would be a great time for you to try to double team and, and try to get the ball out of his hands. If 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 you if you need to, like if he's hunting for that, go ahead just blitz it and get the ball out of his hands. And you don't have to give up the switch for Ben Forbes. So allow him to be out there and play a little bit more. Like, I'm just trying to, I don't know. I want to find ways to, again, utilize Giannis more as a screener, like you mentioned in the BAM role, and having someone who can come and fly off of those, uh, you know, and and, and take those shots. I I think that that that's useful. Uh, It's just tough that they, Divincenzo being out and them not having other legitimate players because of them hard capping themselves and still those Bryn Forbes minutes in the beginning of quarters when if all else fails Bryn Forbes can just take a hack because Bryn Forbes is not fouling out of a basketball game right and so if you play him at the start let's say the start of the second he's playing him at the start of the third or start of the fourth you get him out there it doesn't matter if Kevin wants to hunt him a little bit he can just take a foul I mean you, you risk getting in the bonus a little early but I would say you, you can blitz and you and he can foul if if, if it looks bad like, you have options here. Like, Bryn Farber's not going to foul out. The only thing you have to worry about is in the, like, towards the fourth quarter, you don't want to be in the bonus early. It's just, like, I, I don't understand. I agree 100% with you. He is a laser shooter. He can, all that bad offense they were running can be solved by a last 
two seconds of the shot clock. Oh, Bryn, come here. Shoot this one and you grab it. And yeah. everything's fixed. Yep. Right. And uh, to be fair, Giannis fouled out, but he got, you know, I use hacking people at the end as they're trying to stop, you know, stop the clock, make them shoot free throws. And so, like, I, it feels like he had four. Like, but I'm sorry. If Giannis gets two and it's the early in the second quarter, don't change the rotations. Like, you're just stealing minutes away from Giannis. Put him in home and, side. He knows how to stay yeah. vertical. Yeah. And, like, don't don't take him out like you did. Like, I'm sorry. I know he played 41 minutes, which is more than he normally does. But he needs to be playing the full game. You're now in, like, next two games, elimination time. And so uh, any time that you take him off for foul trouble, which is, which is why I don't necessarily want him to be guarding KD. Like, I don't okay with it in spots, like we said before. But I'm fine with P.J. Tucker being the guy to accumulate his five fouls, six fouls throughout the course of the game. Fine. But with with Giannis, don't take him out of the game because he's in foul trouble. When he's really not in foul trouble. He's really not. And uh, it's, it's pre-foul trouble. And you don't have to have Elijah Bryant, again, having to eat precious minutes. It, it doesn't make any sense. If you gotta put some bums in, I'm telling you, play bums that have been in the NBA for a while. Play Bobby Portis. Like I know he's not good, but play play Bobby Portis or play Thanasis, who is at least we know a really good defensive player, or at least a high effort defensive player. I maybe I read, yeah. maybe really good yeah. was a little strong there. I apologize no, to, it, to the he, public. He's ideal in the way Coach Bud has been using him. Like that's been an appropriate use. Like, come in, end a quarter, when you got to steal someone, a, a break, at, you know, where you want to get them just extra, not, you know, extra rest time total without having them miss much game time, end of the quarter, before before the TV timeouts and game, like, fine. Great use. You know who, got, you know who should get some minutes? Tory. Oh, oh, wait. Tory Craig's not on this team anymore. It's a problem. It is. It's a problem. And... A little bit, a little bit. We 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 said I was technically pod. I was like, okay, seventy percent of this on Coach Bud, twenty eight percent. I mean, I think you think you, you think you nudge me on twenty eight percent, Giannis. Uh, let me go ahead and just nudge another percentage and throw it at John Horst for, you know, not not trading for again just uh, other other depth. I mean, you you need to at least like Bobby Portis is your insurance for an injury to a non Giannis forward or to like to, you know, they went out and got PJ Tucker and, and yeah, that's fine. Or he, for, for Brooke Lopez, at least you got like somebody out there who can reasonably take that. Like, like you just, you needed more and they don't have it. Dwayne Dedden was available all season and no, he, yeah. he would be a better backup center than Bobby Boris. I mean, like, probably. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, he didn't do a lot for the heat, but he was a competent, he, he was a competent rim protector, and if you just need some size out there to, you know, all right, Brooke Lopez can't really cover the distance. Just put Dwayne out there, let everyone play hard, let him try to protect. Like for what? Like there's better players available, and you didn't get any of them. And then you traded, you traded a guy who was in the rotation of a Western Conference Finals team last year. I know it was a bubble, but he wasn't shooting good in the bubble, so it's not like he was out there for his shooting. He was out there because he tra- did a pretty solid job. Bothering LeBron here and there. And you know who 
probably that probably translates to a little bit a garden a guy like Kevin Durant, garden a guy like Jimmy Butler in in that series, garden a guy. I mean, it's just it's just countless guard. It just makes me so frustrated because as soon as that trade happened, Richard, I was like, well, the Suns now have too many players to play. They have all these rotation players. They need, I know. They still need a backup center, but whatever. 100%. I mean, Langston Galloway is languishing there on the bench. Um, they should, and... The Bucks should have got Langston Galloway. <sighs> yeah, it's... Have two get, Brent get, Forbes. Get, get the, yeah, like, get these Pistons... Yeah, he's playing for a minimum. Like, right, like get these Pistons shooters who... And again, I know they're up against the hard tax, but guess what? They also put themselves in this financial crunch through mismanagement of uh, signing Brent Forbes deal. to the con- to, to it. it Bogdan, well, kind it's not all, it's it, all related. It, it did mess them. That messed them up. They they didn't they didn't understand trading for Drew Holiday at the time would bump up the his unlikely, which then became likely incentives, which allowed them to not pay Bogdan the price that they promised, so that that, that whole deterioration. But additionally, they messed up the Bryn Forbes um, uh, contract as well. They could have structured it in a way where they, instead of giving him the biannual, like they, they could have done it in a way that allowed for uh, them to stretch out like a non-guarantee for like a third year, which essentially would be paying him for, for the two years that they were trying to pay him for. Um, it, they, they messed that up. And it pushed them too close to the hard cap, so that they had to trade for these rookie guys, Sam Merrill, Jordan Wara, and they got Mamani Diakite. Again, all these guys are rookie guys playing for the rookie minimum because you needed to fuel a roster, and and so it's it's tough. It's it's very difficult uh, when you can't trust Justin Jackson, you can't trust Bobby Portis, and like. You can't trust, um, you know, I guess Jeff Teague, which they shouldn't be trusting Jeff Teague. Like, that's fine. Like, that's, that's Why fine. did but Jeff like, Teague ever get on tough. his team? Like, that's another thing. No. Like, why is he even on the team? Yeah. Boston had no use for him. What does a, a championship contender have for him? I mean, so the, the Atlanta, last thing. Atlanta had no use for him before that, too. Oh, everything's just so bad. Um, the last thing I want to get to before we, we kind of dip out of here is, is just Giannis's lack of bag. And I know it's kind of hitting the memes and the, the, the videos on Instagram and whatnot, but it is true though. The man does not have a lot of creativity other than being stronger than everyone. And it's, we've, we've hit the, we've hit the mesh point of where it is now a problem. Cause if he wants to be the ball handler and wants to size up his man for 12 seconds, you can't get a charge after you do that, and he's doing that. Well, you're also, in, in sizing up for 12 seconds, you're allowing the defense to be in their shell. You're allowing your defender to uh, recognize, hey, allowing them to, to load up for that charge. Like, you're, it's, 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 all, it's all part of it, and you're 100% right. The other move that they theoretically could have done, and we talked about this, you know, when they went in, Went after Drew, which you know I don't want to be revisionist here, but we we did we did mention hey someone like CP3 obviously the timeline is different, um, but someone like CP3 who could be more of a ball handler down the stretch would be very useful in this type of situation, and I you know, I think that's bearing out. Uh, obviously you're able to lock in Drew Holiday uh, for you know the years that you wanted, and you know it's all happy, but at the same time, Drew Holiday is looking he's not looking that great and. Part of me wonders, well, is this 
an indictment on Drew Holiday that he, you know, looks a little more like Eric Bledsoe than than you want him to, or is this is this again Bud's or Giannis's fault in some way with how they're running the offense? Uh, I, I mean, I don't think that they're doing a good job, but like that's this is the second time where we've got a you know guard you know that that's just not looking quite as useful, and we find ourselves just running isos for 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 no good reason and allowing the nets to you know just you're, to quote Denny Green you let him off letting him off the hook and again go back to this it's the staunch defensive nets we all knew when this season started the nets were going to be a good defensive team no that's not what we all said that's not what we agreed it's not true now this this team is just letting them off the hook it's between Giannis's lack of creativity, Bud's lack of creativity. One, it's those two things. I honestly think. I mean, I the the, the move Chris Middleton made to set up that shovel pass. That you know, it happens sometimes. That Giannis just bungled the pass. That's gonna happen sometimes. That happens in the third quarter, all the time. And at the end of the day, Chris Middleton had the creativity to get the shot. So that. I'm taking Chris Middleton off the blame list. He gets no blame pie other than just shooting a lower percentage for the day. Drew Holiday, a little bit of blame pie. These are these, these are tiny slivers. Like they are. Tiny, I mean, tiny, like we said, it's one percent for everyone not named Bud, Giannis, and John Horst. So it's it's all slimy, slice, uh, tiny slices. Yep. Oh man. I'm sorry, Elijah Bryant. This is not slander for you. This is slander for the other guys. And w- one last thing, because I don't know when we're going to get to uh, to this. I, I don't know if we, if, if maybe this is a, a mistake but like uh, to talk about just because it w- will, will push us a little bit further into this. And we're not prepared for this. We, know, we don't know prep. The Denver Nuggets got eliminated. And Giannis now is experiencing much slander because of his limitations uh, on the offensive end of the floor, right? I think that a lot of those... A lot of the slander that he's getting is just like, for whatever reason, the natural order of things where when someone experiences success, especially in the regular season, gets an MVP, right? I mean, we saw this, I mean, we, we saw this to some degree with um, LeBron James, I mean, before he was actually successful. It's, it's why, um, you know, someone like Skip Bayless is, is out there. Tweet ridiculous things. By the way, just block him. Just just block him from all social media accounts and and just get him out of your life just because his takes are bad. Not gonna make but you happy. It's not gonna make you happy. Just block him. Feel better about yourself. Uh, but but like it, it's a natural order of things. I don't know when or why this started or if it's just because the media needs to make takes. But now people are coming for Giannis, right? And again, he deserves some of the blame pie. Think about the Denver Nuggets. We, we, I don't know if we're doing um, a state of the franchise for them, a little obituary like we've done with the other teams, but like uh, right now, uh, like this is the first little crack I saw into some of the same, I think it's uh, this, the same type of thinking is, I think, going to be attributed to Jokic. I saw it barely beginning to crack open, and I think it's because you win the MVP and people begin to say, all right, if you're MVP, then you should be able to, you know, Win the championship. You should be able to, you know, win a ring. And until a ring is won, people are going to, you know, and on the other people's terms. So, like, that's why KD gets slandered. But, like, until that, people are going to, I think people are going to be coming 
begin to come after you. And I, I wonder if we're a couple years out from, from Jokic getting that. Specifically, be, people coming after, just like Giannis on the offensive end, not having a bag, not being able to make free throws. And like that's that's where people come after him. I think people are going to come after Jokic's defense um, a little unfairly. He might have given, like, the, the Murray injury, I think, might have extended that. But I think in, like, two years, I think we see it. I mean, the thing with Jokic is he, he's been getting flack for his defense for a really long time. You know what I'm saying? He has. He has. But it's like it's it's been like a an aside, like, oh, yeah, he's not that great. But he's a phenomenal. Like, people will begin to – people focus more on his offensive on his offensive game. Yeah, but I oh, think it's, if it's you see that's what what buoys his team, right? I mean, and people focus on Giannis's transition and Giannis's athleticism, and oh wow, look how he gets to the rim. People fo- and look at his defense, right? Perpetual defensive player of the year, but but then early, early playoff exit after early playoff exit, after having those accomplishments, people now have slander, and I, I wonder if we see that in a couple of years because I, I think the Murray injury, I, I think that's tough on on their window. Uh, I think. After that, Aaron Gordon's contract comes up after after another year, and I don't know how willing they are to go into the tax. And so, like, if you're if you're not able to get that, then the pieces aren't quite there. Yeah, no, this last season was the window, right? Like, this season looked like it was all shaping up. This team looked like the best team in basketball for that. I mean, it was a very small sample size, but with with Aaron Gordon just literally like playing just the role player role, but being such a star in it for the brief time that everyone on this team was healthy. It looked really good. I, I think it's a little bit of a reshuffling. I look at a guy like Will Barton and I'm like, you're, you're not good enough creating your own shot and you're definitely not good about creating anyone else's. So like you're, you, you're a guy who I'm like, what can we do to get better defensively to help Jokic out? If it's point of attack or whatever, like I think about Jokic's defensive struggles is yes. If, if, if he's hunted, you know, like that, that's always gonna be a problem. But like I, are we 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 say it about a lot of smaller guards or like wings that are bad at defense, but like James Harden's defense wasn't the reason that the Rockets couldn't handle it. And I know it's defensive is defense your defensive abilities as a center. I mean, everyone says they're more important, which is why Rudy Gobert is a defensive player of the year. I I I personally don't think I will be on that train. Um, I I I will I won't avoid the slander for Jokic if it's offensive related things, if his shooting regresses, if his just efficiency in the post regresses a lot. Like those are things I will give him slander for if those don't maintain. Um, but his defense, what I what I see for the most part is a very a very passable defender. For for, for what is also not a super defensive talented team around him. So I, I think Jokic is passable as well. Like the, the way that they want to use him is getting him up to the level and defending up in there. But that's too, especially this past offseason, too difficult of a task to ask with the offensive burden that he had to have with no Murray. So the just energy expenditure is 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 too much for him in in what they wanted to do, which would be more effective. But I think where it does where the setter's defense matters more. In, in this new era is as teams find ways to go small as they as they do that you're gonna you're gonna find yourself being put into more pick and pick and rolls and with, with these pull-up shooters it's you can't go it, small against Jokic for long periods of time though look at the look at this I, I don't Blazers. disagree look at the look at 
they no team is out here playing small. Like the reason the Suns dominated the Nuggets was because DeAndre Ayton was out there giving the man problems. Like I don't, I don't think you can go small against Jokic for like for it real. And you're and people can say you're trading uh, twos for threes, but the fact is Jokic will get a, a guaranteed two against a small lineup, or he's going to set up a, a, a you know let's say forty percent on a wide open catch and shoot three like. You're not actually giving anything up with him. Let me also then say, small in the way that maybe the Lakers went small last year as well. Okay, like, well, Anthony you, Davis got, is a different thing. I understand. <laughs> like, he's a different thing. And, again, if Murray's healthy, I like I know that the Suns swept them. But, like, that changes the series in such a dramatic way. Well, Chris Paul would have, would be dog-tired. Like Mikael Bridges would 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 ha- would be spent too. I mean, like everything is just so much harder with a guy like Jamal Murray who's shooting thirty seven percent on difficult three point attempts, getting to the rim pretty easily. I mean, it's, everything's different. Monte Morris and Campazzo are not Murray, right? It, it, but like I, again, the energy expenditure defensively, I think you, it allows you to be more aggressive with Jokic on on that end, whereas he wasn't able to show that in this last series. And so, like. Th- so I, I just, I worry because, again, um, we should be able to call out and say, yeah, Jokic is just fine defensively. And, you know, may, maybe that maybe that'll be an issue that they, because maybe the Nuggets are too cheap eventually and they got to figure out a Michael Porter Jr. contract. And they got to figure out Aaron Gordon. Like, may, maybe it becomes a problem where, where they can't retain everyone and, and we don't quite get there. And they missed their window because of, of a Murray injury. And, and, and that's tough. Um and yes, Giannis doesn't have a bag. He doesn't have his free throw shooting, so you really can't go be going to him as your primary ball handler, having the ball down the stretch. And but at the same time, like I don't want to be throwing flack at all of these players. Like I just I, I see a lot of the slander that that some of them get, and I worry to my I, I just think to myself like I, I think a little bit's unfair, and we should blame. Again, someone said this with Dame. It's like, oh, you know, well, what was Dame supposed to do? Like, in, in as they go and as as they lose, okay, maybe play a little bit better defense. But again, the offensive burden he had. Like, I just let's blame the bad players. Let's blame the bad coaching. And for me, if going back to the Bucks here, like, I'm gonna blame the I'm gonna blame Coach Bud a lot. And maybe Giannis, if he's the one who's wanting, who's really demanding that he continues in the role he is, I'm gonna go ahead and blame you know the Murray injury and. No, and I, I agree with that that sentiment. And for the the same thing, in the same sense, uh, Giannis is the modern day Shaq. He play makes more because the, the the court's more open. He doesn't post up. He he takes you off the dribble because the court's more open. All these things, these are the parallels. Giannis, Giannis is Shaq in this era, though. That's what he is. He's not quite as dominant, but we get the idea. He doesn't have Kobe Bryant though. He doesn't have Phil Jackson. Like we're talking about guys who are all time great to what they did. He doesn't have those things. So, like, a title, I think, is to be expected. One, we're not asking him to three-peat like the Lakers did with Shaq and Kobe. But one would be okay. One would be plenty good. And I think that's where I'm, like, this, with, with the way that Nets luck have been with injuries, this is your time, Milwaukee. And, yeah, Coach Bud is making it, giving him a tough hand. I'm not going to lie. I, we, we, we've, we've long discussed that Bud is not the playoff coach that he is in the regular season. He's a great culture builder. Can he get you over the hump? It's hard to say. But, yeah, this is the window, guys. 
Embiid's a little wonked up in Philadelphia. They're struggling with the Hawks. Kevin Durant had to go God mode even when y'all played bad to win that game. Like, we're talking about this is the window. But, you know, Bill, Bill Simmons, who I finally unsubscribed to, Good decision on my end. I'm a happier person for it. He's lying. He's, 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 it's been it's been sliding for a little bit. It has been. Bill Simmons is a great basketball guy. Great for, great for the sport. Just bad for your ears once you've decided you want to be a little bit more of a smart fan. It's just tough. Regardless, the entire last year, he talked about how the Celtics missed their window. And to some extent, and a lot of extent, actually, I agree with him. They needed to beat the Heat last year for that type of team to win. Because they still had Marcus Smart healthy. They still had Kemba Walker feeling better as best he could. Like, we're talking about a team that would not have beat the Lakers, I don't believe. But they would have had a better chance. Like, they had a worse chance this year. Next year, they're going to still have, a, like, a lesser chance than they had in that chance when they were sitting in the conference finals. It's the same story for the Bucks. Right now, you are two game, you're, you are even, dead even with what people were saying was the best team in the league, and they're missing two of their best players, or one one of their best players, and the second one's really banged up. And you let a game get away because you didn't step on the throat. You let you let Kevin Durant just keep climbing up your leg until he could poke stab you in the throat. Only one team can win the finals, and so if you're if you're, you know, the when window windows windows are short, and when we when we have seen the greatness that we have in in you know past seasons with with you know Warriors and and, and Heat and, and and LeBron James just in general, uh, like it's 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 impressive. Yeah, there's a reason Chris Paul's never won a championship. It's not just because he hasn't had it or whatever. It's because this guy named LeBron James has been in the league in his entire career. And Chris Paul's aging worse than LeBron, <laughs> and he's aging incredibly. Like, and and what, what and, they, and they've do? run into, and, they, and they ran into the Golden State Warriors. They ran into at, the Golden at, State at Warriors. The peak. It's what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's like what are you gonna do? The Clips were championship quality. Warriors leapfrogged them. The Rockets made a heck of a run. Warriors still stamped them down. I mean, like it's all such a small margin. And that's why, you know, I laugh when everyone's like, oh, this guy should have won more. I'm like, if he got one, man, one is so hard. Unless you're going to, like, because we're going to say the same thing about Kevin Durant. Oh, he only got this this amount. And then we're going to, then they're also going to be like, well, he teamed up with this team. It's like, well, he could, well, he would have got less. He would have got less if he hadn't, like, it's, we're always going to argue against ourselves, snake eating its tail. It's always going to be that. Um, to some degree, we're gonna have players that we like and we cape for. We're gonna have players that we we don't cape for, even though there's no reason for it. But like, just just think about OKC going back all the way back to them. They could have resigned Harden. As soon as they sent Harden away, window gone. Window was gone. The window closed. It took. It would take Kevin Durant being perfect. Take Russell Westbrook being bad, something different than what he is. He's a great basketball player. Some, it would take something different than what he was. And it would take it would take Sir, not going ham. <laughs> it, and it would take Serge Ibaka, honestly, making a transition to a more perimeter-based game than before he was ready for it. A little bit sooner, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, it's all these tiny misses. They add up. It's tough. You don't always get what you want. You do not always get what you want, indeed. Um... Well, as uh, I just want to say before we go, uh, I have I had the Bucks in seven, 
And Coach Bud, it's there for you if you want it. Just just want you to know. I can't remember what I picked. I've just been in shambles after losing my job and the heat going out. At least Novak. I can Joker find it if you French want me to. Open. I don't care. I, but I mean, all I know is I want the Sixers to win because I love Ben Simmons. Actually, yeah, you, you, you didn't you didn't write out write down on the doc, so I don't have it anymore. I think but. my my final thing was Sixers going to the finals, but I don't remember what I said for the Buck series. And yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I can't be held responsible for my thoughts or actions. <laughs> that's what Coach Bud thinks as well. <laughs> oh wait, that's why I got fired from Centos. <laughs> <laughs>